0: Welcome to our sermon podcast here at City of Light Anglican Church. We are a new church in Aurora, Illinois, finding a new day in Jesus. We want to see the light of Jesus rise and shine in our hearts, in our homes, and in our neighborhoods. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Uh, A few uh, weeks ago, shortly after we had moved to to our new home in Aurora, we got greeted one morning by uh, the sound of Aurora. Uh, It was about 5.45 in the morning, uh, so really early, and suddenly Ashley and I were just jolted awake by a sound. It was kind of explosive, but really strange, bizarre. It wasn't something we expected. It it wasn't a dragon, thanks Grace for clearing that up. Um, It it wasn't like police sirens or anything. It, It was actually the sound of a trumpet. It was the sound of a guitar. It was the sound of a booming man's voice singing out Las Mañanitas, which is the Mexican equivalent of the happy birthday song. So, uh, but, but the thing is that the sound was so strange to my ears at that point that like, cortisol was running through my blood, and, and I was just so awake looking out in the window, what's going on? Um, but it was a pleasant sound in the end. Um, and no joke, the, the chorus of the song says, wake up, my dear, wake up. Look, it is already dawn. The birds are already singing. The moon has set. And so I, all those things were not true. It was 5.45, not quite dawn yet. Um, but man, I was awake. Um, and because it happened to be a, a mariachi party at 5.45, I, um, I was pleasantly awake. I wasn't so upset as I normally am when, when the garbage truck comes around on Wednesday mornings. Um, but this was a happy one. It was a celebration. It was, um, you know, there was some child or uh, possibly even a a grandma waking up to a, a celebration of his or her birthday. And so what I wanted to submit to you all, what I wanted to tell you, I know it's not a perfect metaphor, but I really believe that Advent comes like a mariachi party at 545 in the morning to us. And it's good. It's good because it it wakes us up, you know? It it wakes us up from the lull of the events, of the circumstances in which we're living. It it brings this kind of cortisol uh, level clarity about what's going on, about the deepest realities of who we are and and, uh, who God is and what this world is about. But it also comes with great joy, with with a celebration, not so much of a birthday, well, actually of a birthday, um, but also specifically a promise that the Lord will come to restore all things. And so Advent is a gift. And as Trevor mentioned, we need this. We need this especially in 2020. And so in the passage I I read in Spanish, I'll I'll read this section in English, uh, both Jesus, uh, but also the prophet Isaiah sort of interrupt uh, what people are doing with with this news. And it's cataclysmic imagery. The sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. And we can make a lot of that symbolism. You know, we can make movies out of it. Uh, But but the truth is that um, Jesus is using this to to communicate something about what's going to happen. And it's not so much about the, the imagery as much as the sense that the present order, as we see it and as we experience it, will change. There's going to be a radical, a global transformation where everything that is anti-creation, anti-justice, anti-Christ will be toppled over like those dragons slain. They will be um, eradicated from the face of the earth. And instead, Jesus, his heart, his values of justice and peace and joy, they will all come to the forefront and he will uphold them for all eternity. Praise the Lord. This is what we're longing for. And so Advent does come a bit like an interruption. For, for some of us, we, we've been captured, and I've certainly felt this, captured by the zeitgeist, by the, the cultural mood of, of the time. It could be of fear. It could be of division. It could be of, of anger. You know, We've all at some point succumbed to this here and there. Uh, but for some of us um, maybe we, we don 't have this this ne- necessarily kind of a a sleepiness of of mood but a, sort of a sleepiness of 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 action where we're we're we 're feeling um spiritually like we want to hibernate instead of of being alive we we just want to turn off uh, or close the the shutters, uh, the curtains, and, and just kind of hibernate for, for a few more months while we wait for the, the rescue, you know, that vaccine that will change our lives. And then we feel we will be truly awake. And maybe then we will be fully alive. And then we'll do ministry, we might, we might think. But that's, that's, that's not what the Lord has for us. It's not about... Um, getting caught in this cultural mood or this, this hibernation. Um, and it's also not, you know, a lot of us might feel spiritually paralyzed as well. As Advent comes, we, we feel that we're not allowed to be um, hopeful, that out of sheer exhaustion or out of simply dread of what might be or might be coming with no end in sight, we just can't uh, engage with the Lord. We can't engage with um, loving others. And so Advent blasts like that trumpet. And Jesus tells us that he is like a homeowner who's going to come back home. And he leaves us at our post. And he says, hey, I don't know and I can't even tell you when I'll return. But I want you to be faithful. And I want, you, I want to find you being faithful to me. And so Advent does come with a promise and a celebration that we can hope because there is rescue coming and this is what I wanted to share with you today it's just about the hope of the Lord It is the hope that we are given in Advent and um, you know hope is, is used in different ways in our in our society you may have heard you know in, in the Bible hope is not wishful thinking it's not um, believing something contrary to the evidence that's not what gospel hope is. But it's also not optimism. It's not, you know, expecting the, be- the best of two possible scenarios to-, to happen. Those are too small. Gospel hope is so much more it is a freedom. It is a freedom to believe in a good God who, by the power of the resurrection, makes what seems impossible into a reality. Gospel hope is a freedom to believe in a good God who by the power of the resurrection transforms what seems impossible into certain reality. It is liberative. Hope is defiant. Oh, death, where is your victory? Where is your sting? Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone the resurrection of Jesus Christ opens up a new possibility. No. It, it opens up an inevitability that one day Jesus will return and transform our hearts, our bodies, our minds, our world, and He will right all that is wrong. So a Christian is one who can hope and who can be liberated to be fully present, fully awake, fully alive, and To anything in this world, no matter how um, dreadful or wonderful it can be. There is nothing in this world that stands a chance against our Lord. There is nothing in this world that can resist or subvert His coming again. There's nothing, not even death itself, that can hold Him down. Praise the Lord. And I know, and, I, and as I prepare this, I know that we can, we can hear those words and, and feel doubt. Is hope really possible? Can we truly hope in this season? And it might feel um, like, like a hill to climb. It's not easy. It is a work and it is a discipline. But I wanna offer you some opportunities this Advent to practice hope. To engage with the Lord. So I have three things I want to share with you. And, and I'm going to encourage you to, to, choose, to choose one of them or two of them as they are helpful. And, and the first might come to a surprise. But, but for some of us who ha- feel paralyzed, we're in that sort of spiritual paralysis uh, in this time. One of the best things we can do is practice a uh, spiritual practice called Lament. And that might feel a little strange, but the truth is that if you've experienced lament, maybe here at City of Light or somewhere else, there's something that happens during a prayer of lament where your, your grief and your suffering matures into a yearning, into a longing, into a pure longing that, that you realize at some point this longing, this desire is given to me by God. Our longing is God's longing. Our deepest yearning is God's deepest yearning for us. And we can hope there when we see that, that it is God who is hoping. He is always and already hoping for us and within us. We don't have to bear the burden of of generating hope when we feel hopeless, but the Lord does that. In in Romans 5, uh, Paul does say, hope does not disgrace us. Hope does not shame us. It will not disappoint. It cannot fail because it comes out of a generous love that he pours into our hearts, the love of God. So if you find no possibility for hope, uh, be comforted and encouraged that when we grieve and yearn, the Lord is already doing that for us and with us. And secondly, another Potential uh, mindset and practice we can have is is what happens here in this passage Uh, Jesus says be on guard be alert You do not know when that time will come it is like a man going away leaves his house Puts his servants in charge each with their assigned task and tells the one at the door to keep watch There's a, a giving of a task a giving of a vocation that Jesus had um, or in, in this case, this homeowner would have, had, he would have had some people water the plants. Others people would, would um, I don't know, uh, make sure the lights were off at the end of the night. Other people would be security. Um, other people would, um, would, would make sure others are fed. Um, everyone had their own task, their own work. And by doing those tasks with diligence and with grace, They were waiting for their their homeowner, for for their Lord to come home. And Jesus also gives us tasks. He gives us callings and vocations. And when we engage with those things, we can see that Jesus himself is fully present to us. He is engaged with us. And this gives us a, a hope that we are doing what he would love for us, what he invites us to do. And our vocations can be as big as, as job careers and, and those sorts of things, but also um, as important as, as being a spouse, as a mother or a father. Um, what we do with our kids and our parents, though that is our vocation. That is the stuff of how we wait for the Lord. It could be our hobbies. It could be how we respond to the needs that present around us. But when we do these things with Jesus, we realize these are the holiest things we could ever, ever do. The things we do for the Lord and with the Lord, that is the holiest thing we can do. And so Jesus meets us in those moments. He graces us with his uh, appearance and that fills us with hope and that fills us with uh, hope for others. And finally, just wanna encourage you that we here at City of Light, we understand that this season can be a challenge for many of us for many different reasons. And, and we want to help sustain your hope. Um, and so we want to encourage you to stay connected to what we're doing. Stay connected, even if, if you don't necessarily feel it working in some way. Because as we engage with one another on Sunday morning worships, Um, As we worship the Lord together and and as we pray together on Wednesday nights, as as we go back to our our homes and maybe read the Advent devotional and we light our wreaths, we are engaging with the Lord as well. I want to encourage you not to try to do all those things perfectly. If you don't have an Advent wreath, that's fine. Just just grab one of those four of those candles lying around the house that you never light anyway and just put them all together in a circle and, and light one. That could be your Advent wreath to the Lord. Um, it could be joining with our, um, ad, on our, with our Advent devotional as, um, on your own time or, or joining Compline um, nightly prayer on Wednesdays. You can go old school and fast. That's what the church used to do. Or you can go new school and, and buy a bunch of Advent calendars with chocolates in them, and every time you eat one, you just say the Lord's Prayer. And, you know, that could be your Advent uh, fast. <laughs> That's new school, yeah, yeah. Um, but as we, as we lament and as, as we engage in our relationships and in our work, and as we engage with the church uh, liturgically, we begin to receive the hope of Jesus. We begin to, to receive that sort of spiritual sobriety that we can lose at this time of year. And we receive the joy, the joy of Advent. The joy in knowing that Jesus will, it is inevitable that he will return. He is coming to grant us his peace. So this Advent, may you have the freedom to hope in the good Lord, who by the power of the resurrection is coming to our rescue. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to this podcast from City of Light Anglican Church. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at cityoflightanglican.org. And now, may the light of Jesus scatter the darkness from before your path.